TV podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for all the TV. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. We're part of the Bald Move Network. You can find everything we do at baldmove.com. This week, we are covering several shows. Are we going to talk any about House of Cards this week? I saw one more episode. Uh, well, if you only one more, week. so you, you're on episode four. I'm still in the good ones, according which to you. Which is the last of the good ones. <laughs> Shit. You hit, you, you hit well, a, I'm done watching the show now. You hit a four-stretch uh run of bad but i will say this it does that, get better well no it, it, it's like that thing where the kind of bad episodes are a little bit better a little bit better in hindsight okay but yeah the whole department of education plot is 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 horseshit in my in my opinion all right well we won't talk about that then what uh, we will talk about is girls and, and we, have you seen any of the americans yet this weekend i'm watching no. i'm catching up to current I hear it's really good. Hopefully, I've not we, seen can, any of can it. Can we both commit to catching up to current on? I cannot commit to anything. I'm in the middle of a move. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I got D and D tomorrow, and I got Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, hey, <laughs> hey, you play that <laughs> nerd? Shit. Don't talk. I've to actually me about never that. played D and D. I played about every other RPG, uh, RPG, planet, but yeah, and magic that. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. But you're a fucking mega nerd for D and D. With a group of people at work too. So. Oh God. Yeah. Let that freak flag fly. I, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. All okay. right. So I suggest we talk about girls first. Do you want to do girls and save, save Justified the, the later? Main, yep. All right. I hated this episode. I did not like it either. I fucking detested it. I, I've, my spider sense has been going off about Jessa for the whole run of this fucking, and I feel like yep. I've been vindicated. Completely. She is a horrible friend. It's not that her family has mistreated her so badly. They, they have. They have. But she's also a bitch. Yeah, she's paying that shit forward. Absolutely. And she doesn't have any fucking self-awareness about, like, she's only self-aware about how other people have let her down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and her dad tries this, to point that out. She does the same fucking thing to Hannah that her dad did to her the whole time. Yeah, especially at the end where she just leaves her and, and she says, just, hey, I'm out. Yeah, it's just just she makes all these grandiose proclamations about how you know her marriage was terrible and how it's like he forgot his vows and you know nothing as if she, she had nothing to do with it. No, and the same thing about you know she's talking to this you know I don't know what he was supposed to be gay or just some you know teenage country bumpkin and you know trying to get I, I honestly believe she was trying to get in his pants. And then it didn't work out, and she tried to spin it like, no, that's not what this was about at all. Right. I mean, she's hardcore huh. flirting with that guy. Yeah, yeah. By covering – like, so this guy's high on nitrous oxide, and she covers his eyes on a, dr- on a dark road yeah. while he's gunning it. There's people oncoming traffic. She's jeopardizing everyone in the car and an innocent party and not the car. This, this just drives my Midwestern sensibilities crazy. <laughs> well, that's the problem. You're from the Midwest. <laughs> No, 
I'm I'm with you, man. I thought the response from Hannah was totally justified. Right. Like, stop this fucking car. I'm getting out. Right. Because you are not capable of being a reasonable human being. No. I mean, yeah. Like, I just... I had this... Um, so, I actually had this comment that I, me and D were having a discussion on Facebook about DC? That. Uh, yeah, yeah. DC, okay. D. Candlish. And I just said, it's, it's something about drives my Midwestern sensibilities nuts about a person who lives life without a safety net and lectures everyone around them about how free-spirited and awesome they are and how everyone should just, you know, just live – Thing, you know, live their life carefree and to the wind, when in reality, they've just been, number one, extraordinarily lucky to be in one piece. Yeah. And they've also most likely been leeching off their more responsible and caring friends and family to yeah. subsidize this lifestyle. And when they do finally get a little bumper scrape, it's just the worst thing ever. And <laughs> life is so fucking cruel. It's all about them. But then she has complete self-awareness, so she's destined to repeat this cycle. She's she's and I'm like she's yeah. like a more articulate version of the Jersey Shore cast. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Because they do the same shit, don't yeah, yeah, they? You're right. They like they find they like they get in a situation and they get hurt, and instead of realizing this was my fault, mm-hmm. I brought this on myself. They beat their chest and YOLO it up, and I'm going <laughs> to keep being me. Oh, you're right. Did didn't uh, Jessa recently move in with Hannah? Like yes. and not really ask, yes. just show up and I'm I'm here now. Yeah, she blew a snot bubble in her bath and suddenly she's moved in. Yeah, what the? And she's horrible. Like the shit she says. Like when Hannah's like, you know, I'm not cool about eating meat, especially like your fucking pet. She's like, just fucking grow up. And <laughs> you know, I, she's a terrible person, and she doesn't. I I don't know. She's just an all around selfish person. That's what it comes down to. She's selfish, and I get it. Her dad is a shit. Yeah, yeah, but. But it seems like he's self-aware enough to admit that in a lot of cases and and understands, okay, I've not been the best to you, but I see what you're doing and I don't like it. Well, but also, I mean, he's got his, like, you know, his reaction to her being disappointed and trying to get real with him was to basically placate her and promise everything's going to be better and immediately let her down again. Now, at some point, mm-hmm. it's on her. She needs to realize this is a pattern and she just needs to get over it. And also, yeah. like, he... It's like they they're they're having this competition to one up each other on who's the bigger shit. Like he said, yeah. she's like, did you even try to cancel your plans? It goes, well, you canceled on me the last six times you're going to come up here. So yeah. why would I? Valid think- point. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> so it's like at some point, yeah, you should be, you should get to be the child, and you need to grieve that, but you also need to get your ass in therapy and move on, or you're never going to get past this. Like, yeah. And I think you and I have zero sympathy because we didn't have exactly the best uh, relationship with our parents growing up. Certainly. But we're not dicks to our friends and irresponsible fucking twats yeah. as a response. Uh, shit, I don't even blame my parents. And this like, isn't a female thing, too. We've got a male ex-friend that is very much kind of like this, like, stuck in this pattern of bullshit that he can't get out of. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I get it. It happens to people. It but does, my but sympathy <laughs> is is my fuse for handling this stuff is super short. Yeah, and this is just and maybe the reason we're really hating on this episode is because of that history with with our families and stuff. You know, but I know a lot of I th- people. I think it's it's definitely manifest within the episode, uh, and it hits a nerve. But yeah, we might be going a little overboard on it. So the other thing is, like, you know, I was also talking to Shane uh, B. off of Facebook, and we were talking about 
You know, it's like the one thing I'm kind of mildly interested in. Number one, these last two episodes were not written by Lena, Lena Dunham. Oh, well, that's why they're terrible. Oh, I just wondered if that was – if that's somewhat responsible for why we haven't liked these last Lena, two episodes. Lena, Lena, what are you doing? You had a great show. You need to get back on it. Start uh, writing again. But I'm like, the one interesting thing is – Stop writing for – jazzfest.com or whatever it is. <laughs> Stop is it? making your millions at every opportunity. What was the name of that site? Jazz? Oh. Uh, shit, Jizz Heap? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, that's it. Uh, but anyway, what I was saying is this is a part of growing up. The fact that you've got this friend yeah. circle that you were all fun when your parents were paying for everything and you could be <laughs> irresponsible. And some of those friends are going to mature at a slower pace or not at all. And, mm-hmm. you know, everyone kind of reaches their stage in development where they're just like, you know, I'm giving up and I'm not judgy. I've, I've, I've decided that I'm done growing up. I'm, I'm at a point where I'm never going to stop playing with Legos and video games and podcasting about TV, but I still yeah. pay the bills and take care of my kids. Yeah. You're not grossly irresponsible. Yeah, But there's some people that I would drive nuts. Uh, in fact, I could, yeah. I could probably bring those people in the cast and they could wax at length at how I drive them crazy. <laughs> sure. But it's like, I, that's kind of interesting to see a friend circle growing apart. Yeah. And we're seeing, and some of these might survive like, like, uh, Hannah and, and, uh, oh shit. Marley. Marnie. Marnie. Yeah. Might actually survive this intact. If. They can speak to each other. Yeah, but honestly. that's but 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 this thing with Jessa, she just seems like she's headed towards destruction. How old are these characters? They're twenty four, mid twenties, twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, yeah. So I I feel like if I can speak as a thirty year old man here for a second, <laughs> uh, I feel like they still have a lot of growing up uh, in their future. Yeah, you know, none of them are mature to the point where they can really understand themselves yet. Right. And so they have they have some time right before their lost cause. Even maybe Jessa. I mean if she takes the lessons she's learned or well, if she, she takes the lessons help. she's been dealt yeah. and learns them, right. then she might yeah, she might come out of it. Right. And it's like I I feel like that sometimes like you can mix comedy and drama. Like Louis does that. He oh, gets yeah. real and uncomfortable. But almost every Louie episode has a little bit of lightning. Yes. Uh, you know, like there'll be a fart joke at the end. There's something that makes that gives you this release, whereas this episode, other than Hannah peeing on the train tracks uh-huh. and her describing her pee as da- oh so daggery. <laughs> um that was it. Everything else was just extremely unpleasant. Yeah. And even the dysfunctional relationship that he, she has with her parents, mm-hmm. I enjoy watching because there's some acknowledgement going on there. It's not everybody just pointing fingers and blaming. Right. I mean, when she calls up her parents this episode and says, I really love you, yeah, her mom kind of goes off the deep end and says, this is bullshit. But not falling for this. That is that is a rational reaction to the character we've seen Hannah because she's laying it on yeah. thick. And also, but I, I'm saying that would not happen with Jessa because she doesn't acknowledge oh, any of the shit that she's put her family through. No, uh-huh. and Hannah certainly does at this point. I've never seen her praise anyone. It's always been yeah. I'm better than you, whatever. And 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 she's hypocritical about it too. Like two weeks before her divorce, she was saying, "Oh, I'm the happiest I've ever been. This is what yeah. it's like when the hunt is over." Totally fucking stupid and criticizing. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, Hannah for, you know, not being able to make uh, snap idiotic decisions. For not having what she has. Yeah. Uh, or when what she she's had pretending shit, to she have. She had fool's gold. Yeah. And now it's like she's criticizing Hannah for her moral stance on not eating pet-related meat. And <laughs> I, I don't know. And also yeah, a little uncomfortable with her sexual relationship with – that guy's like Aspie, right? He's Asperger's or uh, – he, Yeah, I, he's definitely not normal. There's something off about him. Yeah. And I I don't know. I, I just couldn't tell whether or not he came in his shorts or not. <laughs> Yeah, she, you know, he, did he was he wearing his shorts? His tidy whities His tidy whities were still covering his ass. Uh, sometimes you can just pull it down, you know. You just can pull the front side down. You can pull tidy whitey band down. I don't wear tidy your balls and get so. your stuff going. I don't wear tidy whities. I will leave it up to speculation what I actually do wear. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. You no commando. Yeah, no, totally. So that works for you. No, I don't. I yeah. think he, yeah. I, I think he didn't make it out of his pants. Wow. Although she did say she, her feel for you, brother. She did say her pants were wet, so maybe he did like mm. adjust. Well, there's seepage, you know. It's gonna leak through his yeah, tiny whities. True, true. <laughs> I don't know why we're discussing this. <sighs> Male leakage pattern. Yeah, we've all been there. No, I felt like there was more family development here between Hannah and her parents than there was between Jessa and her family. Like, so we you, got to see more of the relationship, but it didn't go anywhere. It was just them being shits to each other. Do you think that, in retrospect, we'll look back and see this as a valuable episode if they – like, so let's say that they go through this arc where Jessa and them drift apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that we'll see this as an interesting uh, – an important milestone episode of, of that? I hope so. Do you think Hannah finally has the stars out of her eyes as far as, you know I, – I always thought she had a little bit of hero worship with Jessa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're right about that. She did, and she probably doesn't now. Right. Between the car incident and her just leaving her there at the end of it. And like I said, I'd start, I I would flirt with feeling sorry for Jessa, and then, like, you know, I felt like she deliberately woke up Hannah by yanking the covers off of her. Oh, when definitely. Hannah walked up and said, is there something wrong? Like, I'm trying to engage. I'm trying to find common ground. And Jessa just shuts her down, like, don't pretend we have anything in common with her parents. I'm like... Okay, I'm back to saying fuck you. Yeah, you don't know me. Don't. Yeah, like That's, my pain is much more unique. Th- and, then explain it to me. Don't just brush me off and say yeah, you I don't know what I'm going here through. Yeah, I with your fucked up family, and I'm observing it. I'm a witness. We could talk about this. Or you, yeah. could, you could be an elitist about your own fucking pain and shut down the conversation. Yeah. God, she drives me crazy. I'm with you, man. I used to dislike Shoshana the most, but it's Jessa by a long shot now. So, yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, have we got anything else to talk about? I think we have sufficiently covered the horror of this episode. I'm very looking forward to next week. We get some more. Ad- you don't like Adam, though. No, that's not true. I just, I think he's insane. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So I'm glad they're finding ways to bring Adam back because he was in, in the previews. So I got that to look forward to. Hopefully it'll be less, more him, less Jessa. Uh, the one episode I really liked with Adam was the one where he was trying to do his art stuff, his plays, and and mm. uh, Hannah was kind of following him around and yeah. didn't really understand what he was doing, uh, but kind of got to understand it by the end of it. I feel like that was a really good episode for Adam. Right. Uh, but hopefully they continue. Still psycho because his, like, that. the problem with him is he's got no coping skills at all. Like, unless yeah. things are going 100% his way, um, 
or he has complete control, he's like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. he will not collaborate. He will not compromise. And, and that episode say, showed it, Fuck certainly. you, I'm out. Yep. <laughs> I've seen him say that to his par- play partner. I've seen him say that to Ray. I've seen him say that to Hannah. Yep. Yeah. I've seen him say it to the cops. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think we've covered girls sufficiently. Uh, are we ready to move on to the meat of the cast? Yeah, Justify. Are you excited about Before we get to that, let's talk about uh, Red Widow. Have you heard of it? You saw the preview I saw for the preview today. today for the first time. I had not heard anything about it. So the plot seems to be that a wife finds out, gets this hidden, this uh, communique from her husband saying, if you're seeing this, it's because I've been killed. Uh, and you know, it's, it's kind of her as finding out her husband was involved in this spy world and, and being immersed in herself to try to get revenge or try to get protection. It's ABC. It seems like it's got reasonably high production values. Is it something you're going to check out or is it something you're going to wait to hear? Seppenwall and, uh, Feinberg talked about on their podcast, which I just skipped to the end about Downton Abbey. I, 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 I do that a lot. I skip around their time codes. Um, I traditionally wait until the end of season one to check something out. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the time it's just because I didn't know about it for Mm -hmm. the first season. But a lot of the time I hear about a show like with Revolution uh, specifically. I was like, you know, the plot sounds interesting, but I got to wait and see if if there's anything to this show. I wish we could do this full time because I would do Revolution because it just seems like a fun show to cast about. Because it's ridiculous, but it has some it action scenes. Well, it's I thought a... Terra Nova was going to be like that, too, but it that just was, turned out to be I heard shit. It was just bad, bad. Yeah, yeah, it was bad, bad. Like, I watched the first, like, like three the room, episodes. Like the room bad. You can't even no, say No, come tracks. on. Production values were way better. No, but I'm saying it's a similar thing. Is like it defies even entertaining criticism. It wasn't that bad. No, the it's room not. Is it's like the lowest it's of the, the low. the same type of bad, not this magnitude of scale. Gotcha. There's like Manos, Hands of Fate bad. There's mm-hmm. Twilight, the movie bad. And then and then there's bad where you just like, oh, God, this is just sad. I feel bad for everyone involved. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, I felt like that Yeah, uh, watching okay. Revolution. But I checked out the first like three episodes of it and then was like, nope. All right. Well, that's uh, – this is the potpourri – so the Americans, I will probably wait for. Um, the Red Widow, I will probably wait for. The thing that scares me about shows like Americans is people at this point, in, uh, like like on the killing, yeah, were yeah. all fucking like, and then they just couldn't keep it going even past five or six episodes. And yep. by the end, everybody was screaming for uh, what's her name, Vita Sues. Sues I do not know. Uh, blood. Um, you know, so it's, it's like I'm kind of. I'd kind of like to see a first season go through, too. I mean, we've never yeah. podcasted anything in real time, and that enables yeah. us to cherry-pick good shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we don't want to start on a show and then get five episodes in and go, oh, my oh God, God, I don't want to talk we, about this we're show. We're stuck doing this. <laughs> ever again. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. The, the other one I really want to check out, which has been on for a season now, is American Horror Story, because I'm a big horror fan. I uh, heard the second season was really good. Yeah, and... Uh, my brother says it's good. Uh, him and some friends watch it. High praise. Yeah. So I don't know. I want to check that out. There's just so many shows I want to look at that Red Widow is not high on that list, I'll tell you <laughs> right now. Okay. Uh, uh, Justified. Main attraction, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so this this episode of Justified was entirely based on a uh, kind of a, a, a mashup of two short stories from the Rayland 
novel uh, that Lin- uh, Elmore Leonard put out uh, uh, last last year, year before last. That was a compilation of short stories. Well, it was kind of like a bunch of short stories that had a slight uh, common running thread going through it. Okay. Um, in fact, uh, the that being Raylan's that awesomeness. novel that novel provided the skeleton of all of season uh, of all of season two. Yeah, it provided the um, body snatcher uh, um, storyline for season three, um, and I think one other uh, kind of mobster of the week storyline. And it, it's it's provided this too, and like some of the bizarre things, <laughs> like that guy filming a taunt for Rayland uh, is straight out of the oh, book. Yeah. Uh, so, what'd you think of this? Let's, okay, um, I liked this episode, uh, m- maybe despite itself. Um, mm-hmm. I it felt was a little like, muddled. Yeah, I felt like there wasn't a lot of movement on the main plot. No, nope. the only real movement we got, very as far as I can week. tell, yeah, is Boyd's plot line here, which uh, setting him up with the kind of heads of Harlan. Right. Uh, the real showrunners there. But the, he didn't really get any closer to the truth, right? He just... Yeah, he doesn't know who Drew Thompson is. It sets up another threat for him to deal with, basically. Yes, it does. And that's, I think, where Boyd really shines in this show, though, uh, is him dealing with people who are perceived to be more powerful and uh, have more resources at hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's where Boyd really shines by, by outsmarting them and out harlaning them. <laughs> uh, so I was excited to see that. I, I really enjoyed watching the parts with the fugitive and his filmmaker friend. Yeah. But, but they did nothing for the show. They, they did nothing. I mean, the guy dies at the end. And what was he after? Money? Mm-hmm. Money is that money tied to Drew Thompson? It's got to be if that if that has any bearing on the show. I don't think so because at the end, it's all that money is kind of tied up neat. Like Raylan's yeah, it just goes like, back to his family. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's the classic mobster of the week episode that we've talked about. You know, I just feel like I thought they got over that in at the end of season one. Yeah. There have been like a couple here every and there. season. They have a few. Uh, yeah, and this one was definitely. And, and, and I think I, I think that was Graham Yost's uh, strategy this season. Is he wanted to, he wanted to try like a Raylan style story where they have one common thread running through it from beginning and end, which is the the mystery plot. But they're going to have yeah. extended kind of like you know mobsters of the week that maybe run multiple arcs, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and and, uh, and and run that way. So it's like I. I'm sort of interested in so, – so this thing with Jody is a perfect example. You know, he's introduced in, in the, the first uh, episode, and he's we've kind of got updates of him here and there, and now he's dealt with. So he had this kind of like miniature four-season, four-episode arc. Yeah. And now that's complete. And, yeah, definitely. And you know, we're going to get back to Drew Thompson and go on to the next one. So – Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about the season as a whole yet. Uh, it doesn't seem – to be as cohesive as seasons two and three, mm-hmm. but if that's if that's what the showrunners are intending, um, I hope they go back to what they've been doing before in season five. Um, wh- what about? So you were right about the sex party. I it sure was a sex was. party. Uh, Boyd Boyd gives as many hand jobs as he wants at this thing, <laughs> which I thought was a great joke. 
Um, and the guy, I was shocked to see that Bernard is a swinger. Bernard from Lost is a swinger. I was wondering where Rose was when she was going to show up. <laughs> what is his name, right? Bernard? I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm pretty I, sure it's Bernard. I bailed on Lost after season two. Yeah, I, he's I, the I was guy. Shocked. No, wait. He's the guy from the tail. Uh, his wife was in the nose and yes, he was in the tail and section. He came back in the tail section. It wasn't yeah. Ben? No, it wasn't Ben. It was Bernard. Yeah, ben, Benjamin Linus was the only Ben. Yeah, he was the head and bad guy, right? Yeah. Anyway, continue. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, it, all I was going to say about that is that it put kind of this season for Boyd after the preacher back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, cause after the preacher, there was nothing for him to really do except for fight, um, with Johnny. And that's still definitely there, but I like to see those really powerful figures that he's fighting against and has to outsmart. And that's the last thing that you should tell Boyd is like treat him like <laughs> a little treat him like a little bitch. Uh-huh. Like you're in our pocket. Boyd is in no like, one's like pocket. He prob- I don't think you would have a problem. And then I think he also sees like, look, I don't think you have to kill this dude. Yeah. You could uh, you know, you could, like you said, strong arm. There's, there's ways to apply pressure without destroying a man. And Boyd is an expert at that. And I think that's kind of like he sees himself as like this um, kinder, gentler criminal, or like you know this gentleman, southern gentleman, you know, mountain man, statesman type of criminal. Yeah. Uh, and this offends his sensibilities, and I don't think it's going to go well for this Lee character. No, certainly not. <laughs> certainly. I like the thing because, like, that's other this uh, this government superfund stuff is interesting because in my former life when I worked for a uh, you know a retail petroleum outfit, that's like that's true, man. Like when the government does a superfund for cleanup, everybody lines up at that teat. Oh, I and bet. Try, and as soon as that money runs out, fuck the environment. <laughs> Jeez. That's horrible. It is. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to clean the soil. We're going to upgrade this. Oh, the money's like, oh, okay, well, no, we're done with that now. They'll just leave a project half done. Wow. Like, in, it's, 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 I don't know. That's, that's corporations for you. Yep. No accountability. How badass was the Raylan Jody showdown at the bar? Yes, it's the quick draw we've been waiting for. Like, and it's it's been so long since he's just iced a motherfucker. We were just talking about that yeah. last episode. And the way he did it, it's like he walked in the room, just kind of like kind of glanced around, instantly smoked the guy out, yep. pulls the fire alarm. <laughs> and the guy was so dumb. Yeah. So dumb. He thought he could outdraw Raylan. That's Leonard Elmore loves those type characters. Like in Get yeah, Shorty. Yeah. Uh, you had this kind of foppish Hollywood mobster squaring off against John Travolta's badass, hard-boiled mobster. Yeah. And this one, you got this guy who's, like, taunting him with this stupid video, and he wants uh, this, like, you know, classic shootout, and Raylan is going to smoke you. And oh, I like sure. I like seeing something unfold exactly how I expect it to. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you do, right? You don't need to be surprised. Right. You just want him to kill a, <laughs> kill a dude. <laughs> And the fact that, you know, it got that uh, co-ed Jackie a little hot and bothered is just uh, grist, further grist for the mill. Definitely. It's interesting because in the book, I felt like it strongly implied that Raylan went ahead and, and banged this girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, I thought that's what he was going back for yeah, when, when he went back like, and saved her. It seems like they're more making him a little bit more noble in the, the, the te- television series. Now, I'm interested yeah. because she has this whole plot line – of you know trying to take 
some shady characters for the money through poker. Yeah. Um, and I really hope they're not done with her. I hope they follow through that storyline because that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and I like her character, and I actually like the person that they, they've got uh, playing her. We might see her show up with those big wigs in Harlan, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the guys who were threatening Boyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's a poker playing types. Right. Uh, what do you think about Johnny finding out that Colton's the guy who uh, beat up the his whore and man, that Ellie Mae is, isn't dead? This is another deal where what is Johnny's game? And does he yeah. have feelings for this uh, prostitute? Or is he just using her to get information? No, I think he does. But um, he, he, his main squeeze is Ava. Yeah, Yeah, but he can't have her, so... You know, he's going for second best, I guess. Hmm. Uh, I I do like the way he kind of played with Colton. Uh, not not really played with him, but was just you know finding out information, just like he did from uh, from his whore, uh, without implying that he knows things, you know, mm-hmm. and then getting that information that he right. didn't know before. Yeah, it's classic trick. Yeah. Uh, with Colton, he doesn't really do that. He just kind of asks uh, menacing questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was trying to do the questions. same. I think he was trying to do the same thing to to, to see if Colton would incriminate himself. That's a dangerous game to yeah, play with didn't. him, though. Yeah, no, exactly. He didn't really. I mean, he gave him some weird looks, mm-hmm. but he didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So I still don't know where those two stand. We still don't know where Johnny stands with Boyd quite yet. Well, what's going on with Ellie Mae? I mean, he's, she's safe with Sheriff she's Shelby. She's still at the sheriff's office. That's, all we know. That's, something's going to happen with that before the end. I mean, that's a Yost and company have a talent of bringing all these threads to an amazing end in the last three episodes. Yes, they do. Uh, and I would say that this episode, this season's been, ex- you know, up, up, other than maybe the first episode where I wasn't just into it yet. Uh-huh. This has been an extremely entertaining season of justified yeah and the thing is like this on on pod on tuesday it's fucking up my shit because i usually have an open thread but we're podcasting in the middle of when i normally post it so it's yeah. like the end i'm like damn it i forgot to put a thread on justified i'm gonna have to try <laughs> tr- help me remember next week to start the thread before we podcast i'm gonna forget too okay <laughs> Uh, what else do you want to say about Justified? I think that's good for this week. What do you... Okay. Oh, wait, wait. How about oh, Raylan and, and Arlo? Arlo? Yeah. I love to see those guys interact. They are both... They're both... They know each other so well, and they're both kind of hard asses. Yeah, and because I, I, Raylan's deal was no deal at all for a guy like Arlo, and I felt yeah. like he had to know that he wasn't going to take that. Certainly he knew, and that's why he's he's just sowing doubt about the other guy, right? Like, if you're not going to take it, I'm sure this other dude who tried to kill me will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hunter guy. So, I don't know. I, I just, I'm thrilled every time they're on the screen together. It's so good. That's it. That's all I've got. Do you have some feedback on Justified? Uh, not necessarily on Justified. I mean, I have a little bit, um, but we also cover... Like, still people reacting to your question about Oz. Uh, we get if we get an email from our professional podcast critic, Daniel WB. All right. Haven't heard from him in a while. Lay it on me. Uh, he says, thought more about Oz. It no doubt feels dated now, but you have to view it as a pioneering, gritty, serialized show that it was. 
a lot of that stuff uh, had never made the small screen before, and now we're all a bit desensitized to the mayhem after watching what the shows it made possible. Deadwood, Rome, The Sopranos, Dexter, and that ilk. Yeah, and thought it out. You're watching part of history, and that's exactly why. It. That's Sorry. exactly why I started, and that's why it's because you know, that's Seppenwall's you know whole point, his whole thesis of the book is chronologically yeah. what begat what. So I yeah. I've got massive respect. I'm just saying that maybe I'd be more entertained. I think you need to go back farther. Go to Howdy Doody. Get no. all the way back, man. <laughs> well, it's like I've actually I want to the I want to go back further and read some of you know and and get like all of Saint Elsewhere and Hill Street Blues. Oh, jeez. And you know NYPD yeah. Blue and like because that's like NYPD the, Blue was the first one I remember there being a big controversy over. What's his face showing his ass? Uh, yeah, and that's where David Milner, who's uh, the guy that did the. Uh, Boardwalk, shit. Uh, Deadwood got a start too, and oh, I guess nice. you can see a lot of his dialogue patterns in that. That's um, cool. Yeah. So, all right. Um, Ted Cox, our Harlan correspondent. Uh, oh, cool. Says, I was hoping we'd get some of it. Yeah, we got a couple from him this week. Um, he says, "I noticed you brought up the sheriff slang again a couple weeks back. Uh, just happened across this article today where his family is suing the culprits." So it's still in the news over a decade later. Uh, and he's got a link to the article below, which we'll post in the show notes in case anybody wants to check that out. David Milch, not Milner. I fucked up. Oh, okay. Um, he kind of gives a very short synopsis of the end of that or, or of the article itself. He says, if you don't get to the end of the Sheriff Slane article, I thought the most interesting thing was that uh, he ran the sheriff's office for two years from behind bars for conspiracy to commit murder. <laughs> Is that not – that epitomizes Harlan, right? Mm-hmm. The sheriff running the office for two years from behind bars. I- insane. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to uh, John from Texas. Uh, I have not edited any of these emails, so I'm just going to read them. That's cool. Uh, there may be some dick sucking in here. I'm probably sending this to the wrong email, but I was not sure how to email you for the TV podcast. I love The Walking Dead, and Daryl is the man. But this is uh, this needs to be sent after listening to your last TV podcast. Your last podcast had has led me to finally sending you this email after listening to all of your podcasts for the last two years or so. Dick sucking. In radio terms, I am the <laughs> dreaded first-time caller, long-time listener. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of those. First, about your Oz versus Deadwood question. It is imperative that you switch over to Deadwood immediately as it is absolutely outstanding television and must-see TV. The writing and acting is outstanding, and although it was frustrating that it was canceled, the quality of the show makes it worth it, uh, worth any frustration you may feel. You will have fun picking out all the great actors you've seen in your other favorite shows, as I did when I watched it all the way through for the second time last year. I cannot have an opinion on Oz, as I've never watched it. Oh! That nullifies the, your entire email. That's one of the pleasures of Oz, too. <laughs> it's like a who's who of awesome tv yeah yeah that's honestly one of the pleasures of x files going all the way back to that yeah, right i mean you got john locke and uh andrea from walking dead sure. and all sorts of people uh but let's put it this way deadwood is probably right up there with anything not titled the wire in tv history interesting you must watch this and this is not a request <laughs> uh second i'm definitely getting to that second he comments on the americans um I love Justified and have a man crush on Boyd and Raylan, but the Americans and my lady crush on Elizabeth, a.k.a. Felicity, 
is a close second to anything on TV right now. You will go bananas over the show, and my prediction is that once you watch and cover this on your TV podcast for one season, you will give it its own podcast in season two once we reluctantly have to let go of Breaking Bad. Homeland and Boardwalk Empire are great, but I believe The Americans is that much better. Wow. Watch it before you fall too far behind, and if one of you boys does not have it DVR'd, I believe they're doing a marathon on March 1st on FX starting at 9 p.m. Central Time. Nice. Mm. It's fantastic and just the type of show you will absolutely love. Nice. All right. Okay. uh, That might have moved to the top of my list. uh, And I do have them. I've been DVRing them, so I can can do that. Great. Uh, And I will have cable in time. I'm going to go skiing Friday night for maybe the last time. Oh, all right. Uh, Final one from Daniel M. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Daniel M. Fellow Uh, co-worker. He says, been a while since I formally emailed you guys, usually informally chat with Aaron, but here's some thoughts from last week's cast. House of Cards. I caught the last few episodes of House of Cards a few weeks ago while visiting a friend in Nashville while passed out on the couch, and I have to say I liked what I saw. I don't have Netflix, but I do plan on watching this show somehow, someday, some way. That being said, I hope you guys do a true podcast, uh, episode by episode, on it some point prior to me watching it. He saw the bomb episodes, so I can see why he would like it. The bomb. The bomb. Girls. I remember when this show premiered last year around the time of Game of Thrones. I was very tempted to watch it, and in fact, was hoping to get my girlfriend to watch it with me as a show we could watch together. Once Game of Thrones comes back on the air, I hope to start watching it on HBO Go. So I don't think he's seen it yet. Uh, Oz. I remember Wait, watching... Which, which show? Girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oz. I remember watching a few episodes of Oz way back in the day when it was first out around the time of The Sopranos. I don't remember if I didn't find it interesting or if it terrified me with the imagery of life on the inside, but regardless, I didn't get into it. Regarding your discussion of Oz versus Deadwood versus The Wire versus The Sopranos versus every other goddamn show on TV, he didn't say that, I did. Uh, <laughs> vis-a-vis Steppenwall's book, here are my thoughts. Being that Aaron and I are personal friends, I might be biased, but I find that he and I have very similar tastes slash interests in TV in fact, he's turned me on to a few shows I hadn't seen or been aware of and have quite liked them. The Wire's on my short list to watch. I rampaged through Breaking Bad. I might someday watch Walking Dead. Uh, and we both love Justified and like Boardwalk Empire. That being said, I've been going on and on about The Shield. Yes, man. The yeah. Shield. Trying to get him to watch it. So many seasons. Boyd Crowder in The Shield. Oh, I know. I, yeah. I, I watched the first. I know you did. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched him with you. And the first season is not right. the best part of that show i for certain well then i'm on board because i quite liked it yeah it gets way better and the ending of that show may very well be the best ending i've seen in the show uh anyway he goes on and i've been going on about deadwood and also carnival anyhow i enjoy the conversation and here are my two cents never watched oz don't plan on it regarding oz's relevance slash significance in tv history i think oz was slash is a safe uh, a relevant show that probably broke ground for a lot of the great TV that exists today. However, you would probably need to watch it through dated lenses. Uh, it's like when I watched Deliverance for the first time about five years ago and thought, what's the big deal? Some Hilljack is ass-raping some dude. <laughs> Clearly, I haven't been jaded, or I have been jaded by today's society and everything else I've seen on TV slash movies. But back in the day, that scene was intense. Watch Deadwood. Uh, he's got another half of an email here. The Americans, I've been saving this show on my DVR and plan to watch it once Justified is done. I hope you guys end up reviewing it. Uh, Justified, uh, about the confusion around who slash why Josiah was kidnapped. I, too, didn't think much of those two guys, uh, of who those two guys were and why the lawyer was involved at the time. However, after listening to the cast and thinking about it, 
I think one of those guys was working with the cop who blew his brains out who was in Theotonin's pocket. So by my calculations, those guys were working for Tonin, though it doesn't quite explain why the lawyer was there. Uh, and yes, very confusing about Johnny warning Boyd about the possibility of Duffy killing him. I think it's clear that Boyd is unaware of Johnny conspiring with Boyd. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think he that. means Boyd is unaware of Johnny conspiring with Duffy. Yes, yes, okay. yes. The only thing I can think is that Johnny is laying some groundwork to position himself as Boyd's friend slash ally when Duffy does come after him, i.e. if Duffy can't close the deal or if Boyd starts becoming suspicious, Johnny can always argue, hey, I'm on your side. I tried to warn you that Duffy might try to kill you. Smart. Yeah. Uh, and he sums it up. I think Boyd is going the Michael Corleone route. He mentions in a generation or two, the Crowder name will be respectable. Uh, I think he's genuine in his efforts. Hopefully it doesn't have a tragic ending like Godfather three or worse. doesn't lead to as terrible a storyline slash movie as Godfather three was. <laughs> By the way, do you think we've seen the last of preacher Billy's sister? That's a good question. Again, I don't know. Think about like they Yost is the master of. By the time we've forgotten about someone, mm-hmm. they come creeping in around episode nine or ten. I had basically forgotten about the fugitive guy. Yeah, well, and I, here yeah. he comes again. So yeah, I predict that she is not done. She's because they kind of just dropped that storyline that needs to come back. Agreed. All right, that, that is awesome. all the email I have uh, this week. Cool. So I think that's about it for the cast. You want to do some outro goodness? Yes. Don't forget about our contest. I talked about last week. I'm not going to bore you with the details. If you'd like to find out how you can get a Kindle Fire for free just by promoting the Bald Move Network, go to baldmove.com slash contest. You've got till March 19th to get the entries in, so go do that. We are part of the Bald Move Network. We cover all the TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to baldmove.com to get all that stuff and our show, Personal Arrogance, broadcast out of Seattle this week. Eric and Jesse talk about superhero dodgeball teams, the fate of the U.S. Penny, the PS4 release, and uh, Bungie's new Destiny title and Google Glass. Also, the Because Show, uh, Amy, Gerilyn, and Susan out of uh, Los Angeles talk about G-Spot play. Ooh la la. Uh, They talk about their personal bug out bags for the uh, post-apocalypse survival. Uh, Hilarious. Uh, apparently you just need moisturizer and condoms, condoms <laughs> and comfy yoga pants. <laughs> yep. Uh, they also have some Stephen King news. They're talking about his new novels coming out this year, Joylin, Dr. Sleep and a new mini series based on under the dome, um, which I've seen previews for. That's looks kind of interesting. Cool. looks very high, con- uh, big budget. Yeah, uh, like you can concept. send feedback if you weren't sure at TV at baldmove.com or any fucking baldmove.com. It all goes to the same place. <laughs> we'll get it. Like me on Facebook.com slash baldmove. Follow Jim on Twitter.com at baldmove. Please rate and review this show. You helped us get to the new Notable on TV. That is ex- a huge help for our yeah. traffic and keeping this cast going because this is an experiment. If it doesn't work, we'll probably stop doing it. If everyone likes it and we're getting decent traffic, we'll continue doing it. Um, And the way you can ensure doing that is if you are one of the many people that have listened and not reviewed us, please go on there. Good, bad, and different. We appreciate the iTunes reviews and all the people going to Amazon uh, with our affiliate link, amazon.baldmove.com, or clicking on the banner at the top of baldmove.com. It's so simple. It gives us a couple pennies. It costs you nothing. And it helps us keep the bits flowing here at the Bald Move Network. And that's an outro. Is that it? All right. Oh, oh. Oh, no. If you're missing Downton Abbey, 
Uh, Kelly and Tom, our newest show, Downton Abbey's uh, Up Yours Downstairs podcast. They just got done uh, closing out season three with the Christmas special. Uh, they've got a – I think they're going to take a two-week hiatus and come back with a retrospective and prediction episode. And then they're going to have more Edwardian England goodness throughout the year. Yeah. So check it out. They're hilarious. Uh, love their cast. Love the detail they have in it. Uh, they're very feedback friendly. So go give them some love. Okay. That's it. We're going on our fifth hour of prep and podcasting. We're done. <laughs> so we're done for the night. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next week. See you later.